0: Happy Palm Sunday. Great. It's Palm Sunday, Praise Sunday. Uh, this is week six of our Road to Hope, and, uh, and I'm thrilled that uh, we get to be a part of this and um, that I get to do this with these two wonderful human beings uh, to my left. Uh, Rachel Bond, who's our worship pastor here in Oakville, who's doing such a wonderful job uh, filling in for Anna. as She's on maternity leave, and we give thanks uh, for Rachel. She's doing such a great job. Thank you. And uh, to this gentleman to my left, this is uh, Michael Harris, who's uh, pastor of Kingdom Fellowship. And um, so Michael and I, we go way back. So I'll give you the connection that I've known, uh, known Michael since uh, high school. And um, so you can either blame him or thank him because he doesn't really know this, but uh, he's part of the reason, well, he actually led me to Jesus without him actually saying a prayer or taking me to any uh, presentation or seeing him on stage. But while I was in high school, watching uh, my brother live his life and, and carry himself away was very peculiar and interesting to me. And then as I got older, his, uh, his family kind of took me in under their wing and... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I told you that until like maybe just a couple weeks ago or something. But So again, you can either blame him or, or thank him, uh, depending on what you want. But I'm, uh, before, he's, uh, before he's a pastor of his church in Guelph, before he was my friend, he's a, a worshiper. He's somebody that just loves Jesus, and it oozes out of him in everything that he does. So I thought, who better to have... I'm, I'm supposed to speak on praise, and uh, who better to have uh, to my left than my brother... Uh, Michael to share, So we're going to talk a little bit about what it is to praise. And uh, it's no coincidence that it's on Palm Sunday that we'd have this kind of conversation. And as you know, Palm Sunday is uh, very significant in the sense that it starts off what's known as Holy Week or Passion Week. And it's the the, the week that starts off the the Passover uh, in the Jewish tradition. And we know it by the triumphal entry. This is one of the main markers. When Jesus was entering Jerusalem, on the uh, unassuming donkey, and the people began to just praise. The people just started to, to praise him as, they were, uh, as he was walking in, and they would have no idea what was in store for Jesus in just a week from then. They'd have no idea, but Jesus encouraged them to praise anyway. So the, the question then is, so what is What is praise? Um, So simply put, I think it's an opportunity, it's an invitation that God gives to us for Him to be closer, for us to have a kind of encounter with Him. And for some of us here, you get a little awkward when you hear that, because it sounds, uh, I don't know if spooky is the right word, but it's just, oh boy, an encounter with God sounds maybe troubling. Maybe. And, uh, and for us at the Meeting House, uh, we're very used to encountering God uh, on an intellectual basis, where we can have information and, and we, can, uh, we can know. But to, to praise is a different kind of encounter. So I want to um, give an opportunity for, uh, for Michael and to Rachel just to share a little bit. Um, Maybe Rachel, you can share just your experience with praise and worship, and and maybe even how you approach it um, since you've been here and and even before.
1: I grew up in a very conservative church where we just sang hymns um, along with a piano. And so it wasn't until I went to a summer camp that I ever saw people raising their hands, that I ever saw people kneeling, and I thought, what is this? Like, it, it made me so uncomfortable because I'd never experienced it. But I loved it, I enjoyed it, I joined the band, I became that person that is raising their hands. And uh, when I first came to The Meeting House over a decade ago, I, I loved that there is a band and that there's people who are dancing and who are not even in their seats, they're out in the aisle. Um, and I just found that so empowering to see how other people worship, it helped me figure out how, I I guess it showed me what's possible, what I hadn't known, what I hadn't experienced until I did. And so it's helped me figure out how do I approach God in this moment? Like, how do I come before him? How, what are my, what is my body doing? What are my words saying or singing? Um, And it just becomes this like this personal encounter, this personal experience with God. And I think it is fully alive in community because when you're doing it with other people and you are singing as one voice, it's so empowering. And so I just love entering into worship. Thank
0: you. Michael, I, I want to hear uh, your experience and just how, how you even approach this idea of, of praise and worship. Mm, um. I love what Rachel said in terms of how she grew up and um,
2: listening to church with hymns uh, because that's very similar to my experience. And um, I think what was interesting for me in my experience was even through those hymns, I could sense that something uh, as we sang together, as we made harmonies together, had a very... um, very uh, multicultural church that I grew up in. a Smaller church, but multicultural. Um, but as we sang together, as something was happening, uh, something was taking place. Even though I was a child, I knew that something was taking place because, and I think it is probably later on in life as I begin to read more of the Word, and then you discover a verse that says that God inhabits the praises of his people. And so even though it was hymns for me, too, in my, in my early experience, there was still something happening because that was coming out of hearts of praise. Uh, people who uh, were, were, were looking at some of the songs um, and some of the hymns of our faith, but it was not just words. It, it, it was truth. It was internalized, right? And, and so I, I think that something always happens when from hearts of gratitude, um, whether it be acapella in terms of with no music, someone just learned a new term right now, acapella. <laughs> no music. <laughs> whether it's acapella or uh, with hymns or uh, with contemporary songs, like uh, what we were just doing now, uh, really what is happening in my heart? uh am i looking at the words uh and are these words ringing true to to my to my to my spirit to my experience and so so much of worship for me has uh simply be become about you know is this this true like what am i what i am singing about is it true this god that i am singing about is it really true like is he really awesome in power is he really greater than any other God? And there's a lot of gods, you know? And when I realized for myself that this is true, like I'm actually singing, uh, praising a living God and we have his testimony, not just in scripture, but in our own lives, of what he has done for us, what he is doing for us every day. Yesterday, I asked my daughter, we were talking about church, and I asked my daughter, she's getting into painting, and I asked her, if you painted a beautiful picture for somebody? And uh, she's 10, and, and, and you gave it to them, and they never said thank you. I said, how would that feel? And she said, well, you know, would feel, I wouldn't feel bad because I guess they didn't like what I took time to do. And in my mind, even though I, did, I didn't preach to her then, y'all, but in my mind, I was just like, man, every day God is painting a picture. Even just with a sunrise, right? God is painting a picture, and he's like, are you going to take the time, Michael, just to say thank you? For the next breath, say thank you. So that's uh, kind of my approach
0: to worship, to praise. Yeah. Well, I, I think it, it addresses a kind of cognitive dissonance that we have sometimes, where we we'll, it's something that we do at the beginning before the teaching starts, and it's just, we'll say the words or we'll sing the words, but do we mean what we say? And there's that line that was in the quotes that talked about those that pray, or those that sing, pray twice. And, and that, that resonates with me, that no, it eliminates that cognitive dissonance and says, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, this is a prayer. Uh, as well as a praise, right? And that's how we understand the Psalms, right? The Psalms or the songs are just a number of prayers that are there. It's great. Um, the The next piece that I wanna talk about is, so it's connected to um, just this idea. So there's a term that i, I heard recently, it's like since uh, since COVID has started, and it's this idea of um, toxic positivity. And it's this idea that everything is good and we just have to just put a positive spin on all things as, as they come. And I think for some of us, as we look at this idea of praise, it can feel as though there's, a, um, there's this toxic positivity, like the world is falling apart, and yet you, you're asking me to be happy clappy. And it just, it seems disingenuous, right? To have to be able to, to sing a praise while uh, hard things are happening. So I wonder, Rachel, if you can just speak on maybe uh, your experience of God being with you or meeting you in a hard place through praise or healing you through praise.
1: Yeah, for me, music is really healing. Um, as a songwriter, I would say some of my best songs have come out of my worst experiences, like when I'm feeling my worst, when I'm feeling unworthy, when I'm feeling very human. Um, and to be able to sit sit with that because my feelings are valid and life is hard, um, but then to, to say, okay, God, like I know you can make something from this, and to just sit there and put out the words that I'm feeling and even just singing a melody, like something happens when like I'm sitting there praying and I'm trying to write and God says, I can use this. And that is healing. And so it's, I understand how it talks about like in the Bible saying like, you can rejoice in your trials. And, and I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of hard times because I know God has met me there. And I would say that those times in my life is when I have felt him the most and not since. It's like in those moments, the spirit of comfort is so present and I'm so aware and it's really only in those moments. And so I understand like when I'm going through something, I'm like, I know God's here. I know he's going to use this. I know he redeems and I just trust that. And, and then, yeah, it makes me just grateful and just want to, want to sing, want to write, want to praise.
0: That's great. Thank you. Michael.
2: Preach. Uh, Isn't it good to know that on our worst days, and we all have those days, it's part of the human experience, but our worst day, literally, um, that God is still at his best. Um, He has not changed, um, and he doesn't change. And when I look at some of the songs, that, like Rachel was saying, some of the songs that have come out of... Um, the, the, the the experience of followers of Jesus, they've come from some of the worst things that we've gone through. I think of uh, Jeremiah, who um, not only prophesied that Jerusalem would be destroyed, but he actually saw it happen. Uh, and he was there in the aftermath. And that's how we get the Book of Lamentations in terms of this lament in terms of, oh my goodness, like the city and the people that God has loved and he sees and he's experiencing and internalizing uh, what has happened because it's real. So the hurts that we go through are real. The pain that we go through are real. The trials that we go through that Rachel was saying, they are real, they're gonna to come to every believer. Um, but in the midst of the, the the pain and the hurt that he he was experiencing all of a sudden he says in lamentations three like this I recall and now I have hope right he's like I have to bring something to in the midst of everything going on I have to bring something back to mind not just what I'm seeing right now but this I recall, therefore I have hope. He said, it's because of the Lord's mercies that, that were not consumed. And then he went on to say, you know, I knew every morning uh, is God's faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. And hundreds, well, thousands of years later, a hymn writer comes to a piano and he sees this, this verse in Lamentations that Jeremiah wrote on his worst day. And he begins to 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 put together a song. And all of a sudden, today we have one of the greatest hymns of our faith that has brought us so much encouragement in good or bad times, which is Great is Thy Faithfulness. Oh God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. You never change and your compassions never fail. And so I think it's just beautiful to know that at our worst and we all have those days. God is still doing something. He he is able to come into those bad times and to redeem them in ways that we can never even realize. And uh it's a reason for me to give praise even through the things some of the things that
0: I've walked through in this life. Yeah. <laughs> that'll yeah, that'll preach, yeah. Yeah, amen, brother. <laughs> I'm trying not to do that, I know, y'all. I know. I know. I'm I'm amazed that you're you're on your seat right now for this entire time. This is in, in, incredible. But um, no, I, I I and I want to give us an opportunity to not just um, not just talk about it, but also be about it. So um, I want to give an opportunity, just just with maybe a change in perspective, that we would accept an invitation uh, when the time for praise comes. Some of us were not wired this way, so it's it's. Um, it can be awkward and strange, but I would encourage us that sometimes, uh, especially in times when things don't make sense, um, that this is an opportunity for God to be able to meet us in places. And uh, I'm feeling like right now is a time when a lot of things aren't making sense for me. Um, more information isn't helping me. It's actually some, in some cases, <laughs> like more, more knowledge, more information actually can make things even worse. But it's like, what an what opportunity for us to be able to meet with God um, together. So... Um, So I want to uh, just close us in a a time of prayer and then invite us into a time of praise that we can have a a song where we can actually uh, change the disposition of our heart. And that's not necessarily uh, going to manifest itself in an outward thing where you're doing um, cartwheels and backflips down the aisle, which which is totally fine if you can do that. That's wonderful. But uh, it can be a, a byproduct. But, but just even just changing your disposition, believing the words, like treating the words of a song as a prayer um, to be able to uh, transform your disposition. It's, it's a heart posture uh, as opposed to uh, anything else. So let me, um, let me close us with the prayer that's ending with the, um, uh, this road to hope and invite the band to come back and, and just lead us in one more song. And um, yeah, let's pray. Father, I remain confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I will wait for you, Lord. And I will be strong and take heart and wait for you, Lord. So I want to invite us to, uh, to take this time to stand and, uh, and treat this as an opportunity, as, a, as an invitation as opposed to an opportunity just to, uh, to watch. And let's worship together.